Hello, it's movie time. I'm Kente, and I'm here. This is 2017. I'm here with the one and only Grayson Sonata. How you doing, Gray? I am doing awesome. How you doing? I'm doing great. This has been a uh, an interesting start to this new year, and I'm looking forward to uh, the the uh, this podcasting season we're about to have here. I know it's so exciting. It's like uh, we uh, we're like gearing up for 2017. I cannot hardly believe it. 2017. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, and you've already done a, a movie time show uh, this uh, year. Uh, tell us about it. Indeed, we had our first show last night with William Loeb. Olaf and I uh, interviewed William Messner Loeb, and uh, he is the uh, he is a writer and cartoonist as well. Uh, he has created uh, from series of everything from the journeys of Wolverine McAllister to the Max to um, and the DC world for a number of years, and is working on a whole bunch of new things too. Oh wow! It's it was an exciting uh, interview, especially hearing from one of the original creators and stuff, and being able to really get uh, deep into that and see where uh, where it goes. Oh, okay. I encourage people to hear all of our 2016s as well as also now our new 2017s, because we're having an exciting time on Movie Time, wouldn't you say? I would say, I, you know, you know how I describe the show. I say this is a show that you don't even need know that you need to know. <laughs> you know, because you have these wonderful yeah. guests that uh, come on, and you know, you have uh, you know uh, entertainment re- uh, lawyers, uh, you know, you have packing agents, uh, producers, actors. I mean, you have everybody on the show, and I I really like the diversity of you know of Hollywood that you have on the show. I, and I love it about the fact that there's like so many uh, wonderful backgrounds, and it's like these are the thi- uh, these are the things that are the latest, hottest, greatest in the industry. And I wanted to also announce for people who it's like uh, don't know, we're also going to be having quite a few episodes coming up, including Peter Foldy is going to be on our show in a few weeks' time. All right, all right. So very exciting stuff. Um, this is a, a special episode uh, to go along with, uh, you know, coming back in 2017, and we wanted to do some topics this year uh, on movie time and talk about different things that are going on in and out of the industry. And we have with us today uh, some wonderful experts in different fields, and they're going to come on and give their opinions on what they think about uh, what's going on, the goings-ons. And I'm going to start off, uh, ladies first. We have the one and only Princess Coco herself. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. I always enjoy talking about movies and TV shows with you. It's the highlight of my day. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so glad to have you on and uh, looking forward to hearing what you you think about some of this content that's coming out this year. Um, Also joining us, we call this guy the Captain, Captain Olaf Barbosa. How are you doing, Olaf? Okay, uh, Olaf, we, we don't hear you. <laughs> that stupid mute button would not come undone. That's so, I can tell how this show's going to go. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing good. Doing good. Just uh, just got home a few minutes ago and get to jump on here and talk with you all about movies and all that good stuff. So I'm doing good. I'm going to call uh, you our... Uh, 2016 was an exciting year, and 2017's got to be a lot better than last year. <laughs> um, I know. We, we're going to talk about some of the things that went on in 2016, but um, we're going to call you our uh, animation expert because uh, 
You all things animation. You definitely know. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely our animation expert, and also joining us uh, the one, the man, the myth, Arpo. How you doing? Wait, uh, ah, ah. Sorry, I was on the floor kowtowing to everybody else. So, why? <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not as limber as I used to be. I'll tell you what. <laughs> You'll have to pardon my voice. I have just gotten over having the flu. Oh wow! Oh, okay. I'm, I mean, I'm. I feel much better than I sound. This is because of all the coughing and hacking, and it's it's my voice is just like shot to hell, but. I I couldn't turn this down. You know me. I love I love my movies. I love my movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm glad that you are here with us, chopping it up, and I'm glad you're feeling better. Cause you know that that flu is definitely nothing to play around with. Yeah. Do not scare us like that. Yes. Please don't. <laughs> All right, so um, I think a good place to start off with is um, let's talk about uh, 2016 um, briefly. 2016 was one of those years. It's one of the worst years, I think, uh, overall <laughs> in so many oh ways. That is over. I, <laughs> yeah. But I I'm gotta, amazed there are so many Best Picture nominees this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well... <laughs> You know, one of the craziest things about 2016 was, is it me, or did it seem like so many celebrities died last year? No, there was no. a ton of celebrity deaths. I yes. mean, it's, the end of that the year like, was ridiculous. It was like 42 or something like that. I mean, it, when you actually start looking at the ones that passed in, uh, you know, in 2016, there was, uh, after the last one, or one of the last ones was Alan Thick. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look. There was like forty-two other ones that had passed, and I'm like, "Wow." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, Alan Thicke's career died long before he did. So. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Uh, you know what? The, and then you know the craziest one at the end, because at the end of the year, it was like, you know, it was you know how they did those closing sales where it was like you know, everything yep. must go. It was like, yeah, that's how it seemed like because it seemed like people were just <laughs> dropping left and right. And then you had uh, Carrie Fisher uh, passes away, and then two days yes. later, her mother. Like that was ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And what was that? With her mother was like one night. She just she uh, said, "I just, I want to be with Carrie." So yeah, she gave you know she gave up. No, she didn't try to yeah. go longer. She's like, "One, yeah. I want to be with her." Yeah. Wow. Then she had the stroke the next day, and then yeah. Died. After it's yeah, obviously right. a full twenty-four yeah. hours without having a medical issue. Yeah, like it was like they were having a meeting about planning for Carrie Fisher's uh, funeral, and and I think it was right after the meeting or during the meeting or something to the like that is when she you know she was sick was rushed to the hospital and died. I mean, like so many people you know died. I mean, so many heavyweights too. Like you know, you had Prince, you had David Bowie. Yes. You had uh, George Bowie. Michael at, near the end of the year. Uh, George Michael died. Uh, mm-hmm. You had, uh, I think, wasn't Alan Rickman, wasn't he last year too? Alan, yes, Alan Rickman. Yes, Alan Rickman, yes. Yeah, I mean, you had so many heavyweights. Actually, you know what, let me, let me actually pull, I'm going to pull well, up. You know, the one that, the one that really got me, you know, it was like, I, when I heard about Carrie Fisher, I was like, wow, that, 
that kind of it's like that was a that kind of hit but the one that kind of got me was Alan Thick because I had just been you know he was just at a convention mm. that I was part of a month before he passed away Wow! So I saw I and there was his, there was uh, the last that was probably I think that was probably the last convention that was the last convention he did, was yeah, the one I was at. Wow! Okay. It was so unexpected. Right. What was he, he was playing hockey with his son? And, yeah. Uh, and, you know, didn't he? Ambulance got there, but didn't make it to the hospital. I don't think. I just saw him a month ago. Jaja Gabor died. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Yes. Because uh, mm-hmm. um, December was ridiculous. John Glenn. Yes. Died. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Oh, man. I, I'm looking at the, you know, Ricky Harris, the uh, great comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, died um, going up the list and I'm like skipping over a lot Florence Henderson died Fidel Castro yes. Ron Glass Glenn, I- Glenn I- I'm sorry Glenn Eiffel died um, yep. Janet Reno I- dang I didn't even realize the only good thing that ever came out of uh, one day at a time yeah yep. right and Leonard Cohen uh, mm-hmm. he died um uh, Thomas, remember Tommy Ford uh, from uh, Martin and you know a bunch yep. of stuff. Uh, wait, John. Uh, wait, it's, that's not him. Okay, okay. I was about to say Bill Nunn, Radio Raheem. If you guys uh, remember, yes, uh, died. I'm, sk- I'm like I'm skipping to Stephen Hill. I, I don't know if you guys remember him from uh, Law and Order. Yep, uh, the guy from Three Door, uh, one of the drummers, uh, one of the band members from Three Doors Down, also passed away. Uh, Kenny Baker. Yeah, uh, died. Ken uh, Howard, the White Shadow, and Gary Shandling. Gary Shandling, yep. too. Yes, the guy who really broke the fourth wall in situation comedy with his TV show. Yeah, it's Gary yep. Shandling's show. A great show. Gary Marshall. See, th- th- so yep. many people died that I, I forgot. You know, uh, Buddy Ryan, the great uh, coach, mm-hmm. uh, and half the cast of the Patty Duke show. Um. Oh, that guy Anton Yelchin from um, the young guy oh, from yeah, um, that was so sad. Yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, Gordy sad. Howe, the great hockey player, and then uh, Muhammad Ali, Patty mm-hmm. Duke. Yeah, Lois Lane. Lois Lane died. Yes, yeah. Billy, uh, Billy Paul. Oh, Neil. Oh my gosh. And remember, China died the same day as uh, yep. Prince, or around the same time. Yeah, I was I was absolutely done when Prince died. I was like. 2016 can be over. I'm done. Prince, Prince is gone. Yeah, it was. Doris Roberts. Remember Doris Roberts? I mean, David Bowie. Uh, Fight Dogs. Uh, yeah. I'm dang, I, and I'm I'm like Frank Sinatra Jr. I didn't even realize yep. that. Uh, I'm like I'm, and I'm skipping over a lot of people just to pull out certain names. Um, Joe Alaski, the guy who more or less replaced Mel Blanc. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yep. Um, Vanity. Remember the singer Vanity? Yes. She died uh, about a month, I think a month or two before Prince. Maurice White yep. from um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I forgot about that. Yes. Glenn Fry. Abe Vigoda. Wow. Uh, Dan Haggerty. I mean, this is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> this is just, just, oh, 
Yeah, I mean, wow. Alan crazy. Young Wilbur. It's <laughs> oh, crazy, though. It's crazy, so. God, didn't the guy that did R2-D2, didn't he pass away as well? Yeah, Kenny Baker. Yes. And the guy who's played C-3PO, yes? Yeah, uh, no, no, he's still alive, Anthony Daniels. Okay. Yeah, but Kenny yeah, Baker. R- yeah, Kenny Baker, uh, the one who played R2-D2. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 crazy though. But uh, so you know, uh, I, I I felt like we you know had to mention that because on you know when we went out when we went out in 2016, you know we figured you know we pretty much covered the list, and like so many people passed away. Sit, you know, from you know that month, it was like ridiculous. And this year, you know, Mary Tyler Moore, Miguel Ferrer. Mm-hmm. You know, John Hurt yeah. just passed away. John Hurt, yeah. Uh, also, one of the members of the Allman Brothers band, uh, because um, basically he shot himself in front of his wife. Oh, sure. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Oh my god. That is yeah. Crazy. It's like, well, Mary Tyler Moore starting it off. This is that's not good. Just kick off the year with you know her passing away. Any yeah. son passing away is not good, but you know, never, never a good thing, but. <laughs> You know, yeah, I used to work with Betty White on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, after our last, pro- I mean, month of December alone, 22 wow. celebrities passed away. Yeah, this got to be, I got to see some statistics, but this got to be one of the biggest. <laughs> they all just didn't want to see Donald Trump become president. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, hey, so Donald Trump won the election. Or I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 you know, oddly been... enough, yeah. Look at this. After the election, mm-hmm. in November alone, after the election, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen plus twenty-two in December. That's thirty-six celebrities just since the election. Yep. They weren't kidding when they said, uh, you know. <laughs> Even were... Fidel Castro didn't want to see <laughs> Donald Trump come into presidency. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Florence Henderson, I could understand, but Castro. Right. Oh, I, I want to say hey to the Pop Tart Kid. He's in in the audience, and uh, Kitty Cat uh, is in there as well. I want to say uh, hi, hi Kitty. Love you, Kitty. Hi, Kitty. Hi. So let. Let's um. Hey, Pop Tart. Let's uh transition to uh, a more happier uh, uh, subject matter. Um, I, I one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about was the fact that, and we've talked about it before on other shows, but I, I feel like this is another a good place to uh, to come in at, and this is the rise of the streaming platforms. You know, as we all yep. know, that Netflix has been on fire with their content. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean Netflix. You know, they it's you know what they, they kind of remind me of like somebody who uh, inherited a bunch of money and they're just spending it like crazy. You know, <laughs> like they're just yeah. I mean, they're it's like Brewster's millions. They have to spend all this money so they can get a whole bunch more. <laughs> right, right, right. That, you know what? That's really good. That's what it seems like. And I I, I saw something where. They took out like a, a billion dollar loan or something so they can make more content or something like that. And what it, what it seems like to me with Netflix especially 
and you know we'll talk about the other streaming platforms is that they're following like the HBO model because if you guys remember HBO back in the day uh, of course we're dating ourselves mm-hmm. HBO started out you know just showing old movies and you know and that kind of stuff and then they started making their own content they had remember they had uh, uh, this show back in the day called First and Ten Dream On yep mm-hmm. they had that was such a good show. It sure was. Like nobody remembers that. I'm glad you know. Oh, I do. I remember some one-liners too. Six Feet Under. Yeah. Yep. Eventually, they got to uh, Six Feet Under and Oz. Oz was their first drama, and then they went to Sopranos and Six Feet Under. And now you you think of HBO. I remember when when HBO was putting out Oz, people were like drama on uh, on HBO. Like it was like crazy at the time. And it was so gritty and, and just so uh, it was it was nothing like I've seen play, played on HBO before. Yeah, there was you never saw anything like that. It, it, it definitely changed the game, and um, and then you know Sopranos blew it wide open, you know for for them. And one thing that they did is they went from being known as a place to get you know borrowed content to. Now you think of HBO as their original content. You, I mean, do, do does anybody really look at movies like they used to, like on HBO? Like, I don't even think people get. Th- I'm talking about like when I say movies, like you know, whatever movie that was in the theater that they didn't mm-hmm. produce. Like, you think of HBO of their for their original content more so than um, their borrowed content, right? At this well, point. What, it, what it used to be is it used to be like okay, HBO, the movie networks, things like that. Used to be like okay, there's your third run that comes through. Now it's like okay, they're actually producing their own innovative content. So yeah, now they're known for the more originality as opposed to um, having to be only the network that it's like is a tertiary uh, content of when you couldn't go to the theater, you couldn't rent it on DVD at that point in time, and so now we. Eh, it's like I guess that we get to have the cheap man's way of uh, of watching it. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, because now you think of Game of Thrones, you think of Girls, you think yeah. of um, The Leftovers. Uh, if you're me, I like that show. Um, you know, and some of the other uh, programming they have, and yes. um, so Netflix, um, they seem to be borrowing that. You know, first. You know, what, what, when you first got Netflix, I don't know if did I don't know if you guys how many people have had Netflix who have it now or who've had it back in the day. You know, because back in the day, remember it wasn't a streaming service. It was, you know, you uh, you pay and then you can kind of like uh, what's that GameFly, where you can um, they send you the DVDs and you got to send it back yeah. and all of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. Did, did you get anybody the original service? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's funny though. Uh, just as a side note, I saw this. This is a great series, and I gotta get this guy on the show uh, called Bright Sun Films, called Abandoned. I don't know if you guys seen that on YouTube. And um, he did one on um, on uh, Blockbuster Video, and mm. and he said the guy that created Netflix, uh, the CEO or founder, um, that he's the reason why he started Netflix was because he had a forty dollar uh, late fee from a blockbuster video um oh wow and he got so upset he he decided to start netflix because yeah of that. we used to be assholes that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah i worked for blockbuster, blockbuster for quite a few years charge double the rate as the price of of the rental they used to charge double 
um, they had gotten trouble for it yeah. as well, mm-hmm. and they had to um, pay a settlement. So, you, you, you want to hear something that'll make blockbuster uh, people sick to this day? They were offered Netflix for like fifty million, like yeah, and they did. They, turned they it offered down. it again for a hundred million. And they, they turned, turned it, it down. down. Blockbuster could have been still in the game. They would have owned Netflix. <laughs> God, that's freaking hilarious! They want a time machine, right? <laughs> oh, they want well, they want their job back. They want their job back. Oh my god! Absolutely, because a lot of people, when it went to streaming, they were like, "Oh, this is never going to catch on." Of course, nobody's going to want anything on demand. They still will want things on DVD. It's like, really? Oh, they shut as right te- uh, And it's the as technology changes, so do uh, people's taste in what uh, in the way that they want to see films. And the idea of I could have my movie right now, instantly on demand. I don't have to go out to the video store and go grab it became a very attractive thing it's like for the price of being able to go out to a video store uh, it's like and i save on the gas for five dollars i can rent a movie and have it right in my house anytime mm-hmm. that i want it for 24 hours uh yeah uh pop tart in our chat room saying how he misses blockbuster i remember when i was a kid it was like a treat you know, I'm really dating myself, but it was a oh, treat yeah. to, to rent a movie, and then and then you ask your mom like to uh, oh get the popcorn too, because you know how they had the popcorn there yeah. and all of that stuff. Like that was like you know that was like a big deal to rent you know a couple of movies and and all of that stuff. So uh, yeah, it's like yeah, I, I remember like when uh, when my kids were little, we'd go to Blockbuster and let them pick out a couple of movies and you know and all that stuff. So yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> you know One what? Of the things that, that they used to make us do also when I was working there, we had to have like a list of movies that didn't really get rented a lot that were in the you know what we called the, uh, the the library, which is the movies in the middle of the store that were older releases, not the new releases that were always on the wall. Mm-hmm. So if they couldn't find the new release they want, they said, "Well, we want to rent a movie, and this isn't this. You know, what do you recommend?" We were supposed to recommend something from the library, and the deal was we were supposed to guarantee that they would like that movie or they would get another library rental for free. And I am very pleased to say that I never once in the six years I worked at Blockbuster had to give away a free rental. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So you, you gave them good information. You didn't... Um told a party line and and recommend I, I I had a list of movies like I, I, I still have it somewhere I call it the the best movies you never saw yeah and every single one of the people would come back and they were like you know well you know I could say I didn't like it because you know just to get the free rental but damn that was a good movie See, they better than me because I would have been like. That's what I, I would come back and just said that was horrible. <laughs> Even though I liked it, I was just like if if I, if I was written it for you, it's like our I just come back. Oh, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. What else do you recommend? How? It's like, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and how can I, I get? A, I wouldn't have to pay for another movie from Blockbuster ever again. And, and how can I, I buy the movie that I hated? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, Blockbuster was 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 really cool. And they tried to get into the streaming game, but it was way too late, and Netflix had it uh, locked up. 
So, you know, yeah. and now Netflix is this big juggernaut and they're creating all of this content. And I think really the thing that kind of got it really started as far as the original content, even though it wasn't the, the first, was um, the Arrested Development, bringing that back. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. huge. Because it did, you know, it did a lot um, as far as uh, push their agenda. And then House of Cards. And um, House of Cards was like the big monster that really pushed yes. them out there. And I remember seeing this thing. I got to find this where they were. There was a method to their madness why they brought back Arrested Development and they brought back House of Cards. And they use an algorithm that basically is based on what the people that watch the uh, content that's on Netflix and by using this algorithm, they figured out that it would be beneficial to them if they bring back Arrested Development. Like, you know, like uh, there was a show called um, The Killing. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was on AMC. Mm-hmm. And based on their yeah. algorithm, th- it was, you know, it, they said that it was prudent for them to bring that show back. You know, and have it on on uh, on there because it played really well with their audience, and that's the same thing with House of Cards. That they they sought out um, Kevin Spacey in that series House of Cards, which was a British uh, miniseries, I believe, or a film. I can't remember. And um, that if you add those two together with their algorithm, that it would create a monster hit. And what do you know? It, it did. Which you know, which I you know I would love to this whatever. Maybe I need to use this in life, you know, <laughs> like, you know, that kind of algorithm or something that I can make all my decisions uh, based on on that. But um, but it seems Wouldn't like that be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Do I date this person? <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's ask the algorithm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, their algorithm is probably right now saying just wait until Game of Thrones is done. <laughs> yeah, and probably. create a series for Peter Dinklage. You know what? You can't go wrong with Peter Dinklage in in your uh, project. He he just at Sundance won the award for his rank meter at IMDb going up higher than any other actor this year. Really? Yes. Uh, okay. Wow. Wow. See, I didn't know that. I noticed he's been uh, he's in a movie called Rememory or something like that, and uh, it's yeah, getting a lot of play. No yeah, so so um, going back to you know to to the Netflix uh, piece is Netflix. You know, one thing that I love about Netflix is the streaming is really solid. You know, like you know for the most part, if unless you have a terrible internet connection, I guess it probably would suck. Um, but you know, it's pretty solid the way that the way that it's presented and um i I like the way that you know the um Mm -hmm. the the way that you can interact with it and such and um and their programming is on point they have really great shows like uh you know are you guys aware of uh, the show called stranger things yes 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 wonderful show i decided one night at 11 30 i was getting tired about ready to go to bed i said i'll just watch the first episode of this and see how it is. Eight o'clock the next morning, I'm still sitting there going, "Oh my god, that was incredible!" <laughs> it, it is. It was so good. Like, did you see it, uh, Coco? Oh yeah. 
Isn't that show? I can't wait for that. We got to do a podcast on that because uh, that show just get it. It is like chum, you know, like it gives you everything. You know, as someone who grew up, you know, uh, watching the Stand By Me's and the ETs and the Goonies and everything that show represent. You know, like sometimes that doesn't work when you do an homage like this. And we're gonna do a show about homage versus ripping off. Yes, but like a lot of times that don't work. But this show did it like so right, you know. It was it it uh it hit every note. I mean, the, the from the opening theme to the you know the even the title sequences, um, you know every you know everything. It, it was just I think it's it's definitely in the top three of best shows on television, even though it's technically not on television. Um, but s- such a great show, and I don't know if that show could exist in any other platform. Other than Netflix, I mean, what do you guys think? I'm talking about uh, my streaming platform on, on cable. You know, on 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 uh, you know on on an HBO or Showtime thing, it might make a go, but I doubt that it would go for more than a season. There are some shows that are just designed to be binge watched. Mm-hmm. All of their Marvel shows mm-hmm. are designed for binge watch binge watching. That's why they released all the episodes at once. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't know if I could make it each week watching uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that would, I would have to probably wait till after the run to watch it. You know what I mean? Uh, if, you know, yeah. To, yeah I, that show, you got to watch it like that. You know, but the only thing that sucks, though, is once it's over, then you have this. You know, like it's you know what you feel like when, yeah. when Stranger Things is when when it was over. I felt like a junkie who had been on like a, a meth binge, <laughs> and then like all the meth or the crack or whatever is gone, and now you're just like tweaking for more. But there's, yeah. there's no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're sitting there like I want more, <laughs> you know. So it, I know I remember a TV Guide gave uh, Stranger Things a jeer in their cheers and jeers column but the jeer was they didn't make enough episodes mm-hmm. uh, I thought it ended on a okay. good note a great note yeah, yeah I thought it ended on a good note any more you want more you want more season any more though you know I, I've learned something and and uh and um Olaf as well as um Coco will uh, will know where I'm going with this is that sometimes when you have a lot of something good, it can be bad. Like, um, for example, uh, you know, there's uh, The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead has 16 episodes. And it's, yeah. like, way too many, you know? And I know there's a lot of fans that will be like, what are you talking about? But <laughs> it, it, it's, like, way too many episodes. And I think one of the reasons why that show does well and others like it, that it's a nice short run. And it's not like a lot of filler, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like the kids are looking, for, you know, there's a fly, there's a cricket in their bedroom and they're trying to find it, you know, the whole episode or some, you know, some crazy crap like that. Like all the, like every moment on that show has meaning to the overall plot. There's no throwaway stuff. So it makes you that more invested in it. So I don't know. I think they're going to add to, it's going to go from, what is it? Eight episodes to 10, I think. In the next season, 
which is still yeah, I think I that's think, a good. I think it's still ten. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that that's good. Ten is not too much. Ten, ten is not too much. But anything more, you know, like I love House of Cards, but you know, in the last two seasons, it did feel like some filler, you know, like because it's about thirteen episodes. So you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I I think I'm I'm starting to get to a point, and I, I want to get everybody's thought. I think ten episodes of a cable show a season is real solid. I think. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I don't have an issue with it because it seems like the longer the season is and the multiple seasons, I I have yet to see a show that has gone more than maybe three or four seasons that has maintained its quality. I think the only one I can really think of offhand was Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. That last season, yeah. I was, whoa. That, 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 <laughs> like, that, wow. that one was the exception that proved the rule. But for the most part, yeah, I agree. Shorter seasons. And don't let it go on too long. My God, I loved the first season when CBS was doing uh, Under the Dome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Season yeah. one was absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Season yes. two was good. Season three was all filler. I stopped mm-hmm. watching it. Well, for me, Under the Don't fell apart during the first season. Mm-hmm. It, it lost its continuity. Um, I can tell they changed writers because they were doing a lot of filler and a, a lot of... Uh, it, it just wasn't being cohesive at that point. They Like, like for instance, well, I don't want to get into it. But it you know, we can talk about that offline. But... Um, but you know what? Even with the BBC show, uh, they have fairly short seasons. I think maybe six episodes at the most per oh, yeah. season, whatever. Like um, yeah. I I think it's the quality of writing and what direction they want to take the show. Um, I've noticed that the shorter the season, with quality writing, you always want more. But they only give you like three seasons. Yeah. I, um, going back to the Under the Dome real quick. I think that should have been like a mini series and then over. It should have. Yeah. It should have. It yeah. should have been the one summer and done. Yeah. Same with Zoo. I, you know, I, I haven't. I only saw the first season of Under the Dome and then I watched the first two se- episodes of the season two and I was kind of like, eh. And um, I didn't see yeah, Zoo. I didn't, even though I didn't I make it through it either. Yeah. I wanted to see Zoo because I love. I, am I crazy? I just love. Uh, uh, animals uh, eating uh, humans. I don't know. I just <laughs> what? I just love that. that was for some I just love that. I don't know. Like, if you want to get me, put that in your movie, and I'm there. Like, I was one of the few people probably watching Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and when the alligators are eating them at the end, I'm like, you know, I, I just love that. You know. So uh, you, know, you, you were eating it up when the gators were eating them. I sure was, man. That's like my favorite part of that movie is <laughs> is that, and and also my my second favorite part is when um, short, short round um, puts the uh, torch on Indy and snaps him out. You know, mm-hmm. and I always say like if I'm acting really crazy and doing something like that, you know, uh, just stick do that to me. Uh, hit, you know, hit me with a torch. Either I'm a burn. The, yeah. Burn to death, or I'm going to start acting right. <laughs> so. you, you get all crazy. You just short round me. Yeah, short round me. <laughs> like bring me back. <laughs> but um, yeah. So so uh, going back to um, um, Stranger Things. Um, I'm sorry. Um, to uh, Netflix. 
so Netflix, they have all these great uh, programs, and then they have uh, the Marvel connection. And there's a rumor, I don't know if you guys heard this, that possibly Disney may buy Netflix. Now... Oh, yeah, I heard about that. That would be horrible. You know, Netflix... Would that that make it... If Disney buys Netflix, would that make it... uh, Disney. <laughs> Disney. I knew you could say that. <laughs> like I think, I think the only issue that I'm, that I think may make it go bad is that they're going to provide rated R movies going forward or any type mm-hmm. of adult content. Um, that's my only concern. But I'm thinking like all the Marvel TV shows they could explore producing mm-hmm. that would be freaking awesome. But as far as like, any adult content, rated R, or anything like that, that not be uh, directly under Disney, but maybe under a partner or whatever. I don't know. I like, well, don't I, forget, yeah, no. uh-huh. Disney created Touchstone Pictures because they wanted to start making R-rated movies because they were starting to lose money with all the G-rated stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so, they do understand the importance of adult entertainment. Right, and so even though Disney may buy them, I think they may have a partner handle Netflix in itself because of those rated R movies. I know that you know, you know people just made a huge ruckus over Disney trying to make a rated R film. They were like, "No, not Disney," because Disney's for the kids. So, I gotta say though, yeah. Michael Eisner obviously you know was one of the reasons why Disney you know sprouted up. Uh, you know, because when he when he got control of Disney. He basically brought it out of, uh, you know, because it was failing, the company. And then now Bob Iger, who uh, runs uh, Disney now, you know, I mean, he's doing amazing stuff. Like, uh, you know, when they got a hold of Marvel, you know, Marvel is just, you know, hitting every every note seemingly right. Um, and then now they got Star Wars. And, you know, they're two for two with Star Wars, you know. I mean, I know some people didn't like the Force... Uh, awakens or, um, but um, Rogue you know, One, you know. But uh, I think most people liked Rogue One um, that I came across. I, I thought Rogue One was was excellent, and yeah, I liked it. Uh, yeah, I liked the last hour. No, oh, 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 it was so good. Like you know, I, but I think they're doing it right. You know what I mean? Like I, I think because a lot of people were scared when they bought um, Lucasfilm because they were like. Uh, Oh man, what are they gonna do with this? You know, is Mickey Mouse now gonna be a Jedi or whatever? But um, you know, I think they've been doing it right. You know, and mm-hmm. so I think so too. And remember, like there was this fear because you know George Lucas was really liberal about allowing fans to use um, Star Wars stuff as long as they were making yep. any money. And people were kind of afraid, like because uh, you know Disney famously sued a. I think it was a uh, what was it like a a, a fourth grade uh, bank sale because they called it the happiest place on earth and then, like Disney took them to court you know so <laughs> Disney will use anything to sue people right so but they haven't really I don't think they've they haven't gone crazy right like that's as far as I know you know even with the uh, Star Wars stuff you know. So. Well, they have to respect the original creator in terms of that. It's like if he said that it was cool, you know, I'm sure that that was also part of the deal there of you. You know, it's like if I said it was cool, you can't all of a sudden turn around and say, sorry, uh, there, but not. Because that was, it's like George Lucas still has a hand in that. 
I don't know about that because they gave him four billion dollars and they and then they were like and then he thought they were going to use his scripts or his ideas and yeah. they were like, no, George, we gave you four billion, go away. <laughs> like we don't. <laughs> it's like no. Listen, you know? George, George Lucas made the most savvy deal in the history. Yeah. Of Hollywood, mm-hmm. when he started off with uh, with Twentieth Century Fox. And he presented them with this mm-hmm. whole series of movies, and they said, we'll let you make that one, which was in the middle of the series. And he said, if you're only going to give me that one, then I want to retain the merchandising rights. And they said, okay. Yeah. And I believe uh, he still I was, has to I was just re-watching the uh, Family Guy version of uh, The Empire Strikes Back the other night, and they actually made a point of that you know, do do you really want to be a part of a studio that was so stupid that they turned down the merchandising rights on Star Wars? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they had no idea what merchandising, you know, was going to, for that was going to be. Because, you know, very famously, George Lucas showed the film, the first Star Wars, to like, I think it was like Martin Scorsese, uh, Brian De Palma, um, you know, a bunch of like, you know, um, oh God, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, and they all were like, "Oh, this is terrible! You're gonna, you're ruining your career." <laughs> you know, is what they told him. <laughs> you need to destroy this film. Like that's what they told him when they saw Star Wars. And Steven Spielberg was the only person who saw it and got it. It was like, "Oh man, you're gonna, this is gonna be huge." You know, but every, all those other like heavyweights were like, "What are you doing, George? This is terrible." You know. <laughs> So, so you know. Well, Legends of Tomorrow just fixed that in that last episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, um, let's talk about uh, the Marvel content on uh, Netflix, and then we're gonna go into a broader conversation about uh, the streaming platforms. Um, so we have Daredevil, which. Most people's association of Daredevil is the Ben Affleck piece. I'm talking about besides hardcore comic book mm-hmm. fans. And you know, I don't remember that movie. Destruction of Daredevil. I don't remember that movie that much because the minute after I saw it, I, you know, did a mind wipe. <laughs> you know, so I just remember I didn't like it. You know, and I remember it, it got like trashed quite a bit. So, but people would always tell me because I wasn't very familiar with Daredevil at all, the character. I mean, I just knew that he was this blind hero, and then people were talking, "No, he's an amazing character," and Ben Affleck messed him up and all of that craziness. And uh, I didn't think it was Ben. I think it was more so the writing for the movie, more so than that. Yeah, his acting. But yeah, you know, true. at that time, though, at that time, yeah. though, like it's Ben Affleck, there was a lot character. of hate on Ben Affleck. You know, like. Yeah, it's easy to hate yeah. the actor than the mm-hmm. writing and everything else. Now, I, I haven't, I've only seen like so much of uh, of uh, Daredevil the TV show, but um, from what I've seen, it's uh, it's amazing, you know, and you know, and they did a great job of presenting this character, you know, representing it to the public, and you know, the guy who plays him, I can't think of his name right now, uh, does an amazing job as you know, as the title character. And, uh, I think, you know, and then also you have Jessica Jones, 
uh, another show. Uh, I did see all of Luke Cage. Luke Cage was really yeah. was really good. Yeah, and then now they got Iron Fist coming out as well, and the uh, and uh, the Defenders is it? Yeah, the Defenders. Yeah. And um, so this is like heavyweight material that they have uh, streaming on Netflix, and um, so I'm, I want to ask, like, what do you guys think about you know this this uh, this relationship with uh, Marvel and and some of the uh, stuff that they have produced so far? Well, I think Marvel has been very, very clever. I mean, the only Marvel live-action Marvel show on TV is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. which, yep. don't get me wrong, it's a great show, especially this past season as they've started doing the Ghost Rider stuff. I mean, I've always <laughs> loved Ghost Rider, so I was like, yeah, man! Wait, is Nick- Nicholas Cage on there? No. No, no, oh. it's not Nicolas Cage. It's a different writer. Okay. But they, but but they cool. reference, yeah, but they reference Nicolas Cage in that, so. Yeah. That cool. Okay. But, um, basically, DC owns the airwaves, so I think Marvel is setting out to own the streaming platform. And so far, they've represented themselves extremely well. Uh, The second season of Daredevil, with them bringing in the Punisher, was absolutely breathtaking television. It was really one of those, another one of those, I gotta stay up all night and, and watch this whole thing, because it just flowed. And, they're, and they're really, all of, all of their series have been like that. And they're about to do a Punisher series, too. Well, they'll actually make somebody care about the Punisher. You mean you didn't like Dolph Lundgren? You know what? I'll be honest. It's like uh, with all of them, until I had actually seen that Netflix series, uh, that one scene, it was like, okay, I was sitting there going, really, I have no sympathy because it's like, yes, I understand. They killed your entire family, but you're not the first person who's had their entire family killed. And (laughs) it's like, you know, in regards to that, it's like, you know, it really didn't hit one of, it was one of those like B-O-O-H-O-O so uh, you feel that you uh, like that you get to outrage at the whole world because your family uh, died in front of you or your family died kind of thing it's like uh, really so everybody who it's like ever had a family member dies gets to outrage on people uh, there where it's like with the HBO series they actually make him make you care and it's also like that especially uh, not to ruin it for people who didn't see the thing but I saw the uh, clip with the daredevil where he's like okay so your fam- uh, you know it's like your family passed away you know what of it kind of thing it's like and it finally actually makes you care about the Punisher so I'm kind of hoping that the TV series that they're going to do there is also going to make me want to care and I was like, finally, I got somebody, I have a reason to care. Uh, you know, it's like I have a reason to be invested in this character. Well, well, he also makes a really good point, too, which the Daredevil, being a yeah. defense lawyer, can't really argue against. And that is, what good does it do to arrest these people and then they get off exactly. on a technicality? Well, yeah, and that's what and I'm saying. It's made me care. Yeah. Like it actually humanized him for the very first time. In my eyes. 
I mean, okay, here comes the Marvel aficionado. A lot of people don't know this. Punisher made his debut in the Spider-Man comics. Yes. And a lot of what was covered on the second season of Daredevil was covered in the Spider-Man comics, including the whole argument of it's not a war. Yes, it is. And so, you know, you started caring about the Punisher because, A, you could understand where he's coming from, and B, damn, he was just a really cool character. Exactly. <clears throat> and it started, it, it started becoming more real and more gripping. Just like, uh, yeah. you know, I watched, uh, I watched the series... Um, with uh, with um, Cage and I, I like a couple of episodes on there too, and I was like, wow, okay, again, Luke Cage, uh, I'm like interested in because again, you know, you made him somebody who is relatable, likable. You know, like the poor guy, all he wants to do is, you know, just live just, his life. Yeah, kinda. yeah, I just want to live my life. I don't want to be a hero. But yeah. he keeps getting forced into that position to where he finally has to give up and say, okay, I'll be the hero. But, exactly. you know, you may not like how I'm going to be a hero. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love is like the fact that they're, or, uh, you know, they're jumping forward on that origin there. It's like, you know, they're, uh, they're actually, you know, making us care about these people. And making us yeah. care about uh, the uh, these people, uh, these characters who it's like, I'm sorry, but you know what? It's like, and there's no offense to uh, any of the movies, but have actually made me go whenever I've watched some of these movies. Okay, who gives? Uh, and sorry, I'm going to say, who gives a darn of uh, you know what yeah. the you know what was their motivation behind it because you didn't really portray that where these the series has actually helped me sit there and say okay i have sympathy now for you i can relate to you as a character you know it's like you actually are engaging me so maybe having it as a netflix kind of series or any of these series that have been streamed as well as also these original contents is actually helping us to get back to what old-fashioned Hollywood used to be, which is, like, relatable characters that you just learn to love and were invested in. Hmm. And that, it, I think that's the key That's the key phrase. We're invested in these characters. Yes. And we're invested in this new platform, uh, in this platform, because it's, yes, we do still have here, uh, where I'm at, we still have a video store, we still very much go to the video store, but when I'm looking at the streaming platforms, the Netflix, the Hulus, etc., uh, it's like, what I see in that, is I see, like, okay, with the Netflix and the Hulus and all, uh, and all of these ones, like HBO, etc., uh, et like, that are more streaming content, in terms of that, and on-demand content, I'm like, okay, it gives them a chance to have a longer angle to be able to make us more enriched yeah. and on a, uh, on a higher formed uh, on a slightly more expensive platform because a lot of network television has to be censored where these shows don't have to be censored so much on these specialty channels you know what I don't I, I don't know why they don't do for the network shows why don't they just make the show 
you know, like the cable shows, but then censor them. And then when you have them on, like, uh, when you get the DVD set or whatever, but then it'll be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'll be the uncensored version, basically. You know what I mean? So they can have more of a hard-edged show. See, but- the, the network TV has a huge disadvantage now because they rely... On sponsors and advertisers yeah, for the revenue stream, true, yeah. and, and their sponsors and advertisers are not going to let them show sex. They're not going to let them say shit, piss, fuck, con, uh, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I think they can say tits now. But anyway. But they can't the show. The point them. is, no, they can't show them. That's true. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, they can show a guys. You know, it's like. Hey, this ain't this ain't fair, man. Yeah, well, you know, even that. The, the wife's getting off, and what do I get? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and they don't even allow that uh, on on regular television uh, series. It's like, uh, and this is why I've said Canada TV. We uh, we're a little bit more liberal with it. Well, it yeah. is Canada. But you know, but but then you know, people are like, you know, gee, it's like network TV shows just can't win the Emmys anymore. Well, how can they? They can't compete like the other platforms can compete. They can't compete like HBO. They can't compete like Netflix. I, I can't what? think of the last uh, network show that I was really excited about. Um, and I, I want to ask you guys, what's the last network show um, that has come out in the last mm, three, four years that you were really excited about and that you that it's a part of your regular uh, everyday uh, TV watching? Nothing anymore. Uh, I I just got into watching Game of Thrones last summer. No, but I mean network like NBC, ABC, CBS. Oh, okay. SVU. Huh? I'm still I'm still into watching SVU. No, I said that been that's come out in the last like three four years. Okay, three four years. Um, probably say I uh, I've been extremely. Well, uh, uh, other uh, well, Orphan Black is uh, not counting on that because nope. it's that's, like in terms of that, cable. it's like it's also on a specialty channel too. It's cable, no. Yeah. See, you can't come up with a show. Uh, there was a show. Well, the, I got the the only ones like recently, but uh, I don't know. Sci-Fi uh, has some pretty good shows. They got one. Well, that's cable. Uh, right. Uh, that's We're cable talking about already. NBC, ABC, yeah. CBS, and no. Fox, and uh, CW. Oh, the Goldbergs. The Goldberg, oh, okay. The Goldbergs, okay. The Goldbergs, yes, that's a that's a very funny show. But I, you know, I've reached the point with you know where I'm not married to watching weekly shows anymore. You know what? The Goldbergs is on Hulu. They've got the entire yeah. series, such episode one. I can wait till the season's over and binge watch them. Yeah. So let, let's talk about the streaming services. You have, yes. of course, Netflix, the big dog. Amazon. Amazon. You have Hulu, yeah, and um, then you you know then you have stuff like HBO Go and all that stuff. But really, it's yeah. Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. And then uh, you know what's coming out, and th- th- I know they're going to change the game because they got more money than anything. Is uh, is Google? Yes, Google is about to produce like a bunch of stuff because you know Google YouTube's got all also that money. going that direction too. Yeah, yeah, you can count YouTube because YouTube Red, I believe, right? Yep. Which is funny because YouTube Red, you think of Red Tube, 
You know, like I thought YouTube Red was like the the uh, porn version, but uh, it's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like didn't they know? Like, yeah, that doesn't. You know, unless that's what they're trying to go for. Um. So, uh, all right. So, those are the 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 the, the net the um, streaming services. Uh, I would say that Hulu for me. You know, Hulu's okay. You know, I have a I have a subscription to them, but I don't love Hulu. You know, Amazon. Amazon, they have uh, my show um, based on the books. Uh, oh God, Bosch, great show, Bosch. Can't wait for the new season. Mm-hmm. That's a great show. I haven't watched Trans Transparent, but you know, it does very well. And I think they have a new one called Sneaky Pete. And um, yeah, and that, and then I I, I and I want to watch uh, the Man in High Castle. That looks really good. I've heard great things about the Man in High Castle, but you know, there's but they're like still bringing out new more content, so they're coming. Uh, there's a rumor. There was a rumor because you know the NFL package is going to be up. That Google may be trying to get it from Directv, and uh, I don't know how that's going to work though. Like, you know. Um, that Google might try some crazy way to show like football, but uh, you know, you know, Google got the money to do it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm real. I mean, I think this is great. You know, that for one, is there more jobs in Hollywood with these streaming platforms, and they spend a lot of money too on their content. Like Netflix content does not look cheap or chabby. You know, like. Um, you know, like some of the highest paid um, salaries are on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I believe that. I yeah. think, I think it's, um, I think, uh, what's his, uh, Kevin Spacey gets some like a half a million dollars an episode or something for uh, for uh, House of Cards. Uh, I think. Uh, yep. I saw this thing where they were they were breaking down at, like what everybody's making now. It's probably just top heavy though. You know, it's like they're making it. It's probably everybody else are making peanuts, but and they, they put a lot into the um, the production, you know, so that it looks good as well as uh, you know it's you know it's high quality uh, stuff. And their goal, Netflix's goal, is to have fifty uh, percent of their content be original content. You know, well, because they realize that it's like, look, if you're going to continue a streaming service or an on-demand service. You've got to start uh, also creating your own content that goes along with it, as well as buying other content from foreign. Uh, another thing that they're doing is also foreign distributors, as well as also places like Amazon, uh, where you can actually, you know, have a little bit of more control in regards to um, the content that you also get, because you also get some not only original content that they create, but also they buy original content from other people and other places as well. So it's kind of like it gets something extra unique right for uh, for you it's like it's extra and and unique all at the same time to uh, be able to have something that you don't get uh, at your local video store or you don't get at your local market and the more and more that they're going to have these streaming services the more that they realize that people are going to look for the latest greatest best thing unless you uh, keep up to date in the market of 
keeping up with what people want, which is we want original content. Because this is the thing that has been discussed in regards to a lot of films. There is not enough original content that has happened. It feels like you're regurgitating the same movie sometimes over and over and over again because they're afraid to use it unless you're a tentpole of original content. So it's lost it's lost a lot of faith in that basis for audiences because you notice that the largest grossing box offices has happened when it's been original content that has come through well now they're uh, they're looking at this model and going hey well we need to also have original content or we're going to go by the way of people going well let's see what else is on because they lose them to the youtubers as well who also tend to like surf for women with crazy cat Mm -hmm. let let me ask uh, Coco this question and then I'm going to ask it to to everybody what do you think about uh, them bringing shows back from the dead like Fuller House, uh, Arrested Development. Um, I hear that uh, they they brought back the Gilmore Girls, I believe, right? Yeah, they did. They brought back Gilmore Girls. Yeah, what do you um, what do you think about these shows? Uh, I, I think dead? it's a great idea, especially if maybe the show ended poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes I think you run out of like if a show goes too long. I think it's a matter of them right they're having like writer's block per se or just just having a lack of good uh, subject matter to write on they they run their course but picking it back up maybe 20 years later 10 years later i think it's a good idea because you have new new ideas just going along with uh changes in society you know um, you know what's coming out uh too uh you know remember that show coach no, uh, there was a show back in the day called Coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I the only old person that uh, remembers oh, that show? Oh yeah, the yes, funniest yes. show on no, TV remember, at the time. I remember Coach. Well, I remember Coach. Yeah. Okay, I was like, wow. I was Coach. like, <laughs> am I the only one? I, I, I haven't thought of, I haven't thought of it since like what the nineties, and I haven't really you know thought of it since then. But yeah, I remember it. They bringing it back. Uh, they're bringing. Um, I don't know. What, I'm trying to remember what. Uh, I think it's one of the streaming services that is bringing it back. But uh, yep. yeah, they're bringing back Coach. I yeah, I think it's a great idea for because uh, some of the content that's out today is either too uh, racy or or, or too, uh, I, I guess, for lack of a better word, too rough, a little too dark, I should say, a little bit too dark. And bringing back these lighthearted shows, are, it's not so much quite family family uh, uh, focused. But just good comedy TV shows. Hmm. Um, uh, what's that show with Raven Simone when she was a uh, the one that got her not That's the Cosby so Show? Human. Yeah, I think they're they're bringing that back too, if I remember correctly, uh, as well. So, all right. So before we we transition off of uh, streaming and then get to the movies, um, I'm gonna ask each person if they can have one show back from the dead. And I ain't talking about a show that just ended. That I'm talking about, like a show that's been off for a little while. If you can bring one show back from the dead, uh, what would it be? Um, so uh, I'm gonna start off with uh, I'm gonna start off with uh, Coco. If if you, if they could bring one show back from the dead, one show I absolutely loved was uh, my own worst enemy with Christian Slater. Really, it didn't make a full season. I loved that show. I absolutely loved it. I ca- I kind of remember it. Yeah, it didn't make it one full season. It had Alfred Woodard, uh, Christian Slater. It was kind of like a mix between Jason Bourne, 
and uh, Lil James Bond. I liked it. It was it was it was good. I was like I was getting like a movie every week. Okay, and all right. Just just when it started to you know get to a resolution as to you know who messed up his chip in his head, you know they they cut it off. It didn't make it a full season. I was like, oh my god, no! <laughs> Why would you do this? <laughs> all right, uh, Olaf. If they can bring back one show from the dead. Oh man, um, can't think of it. It's like the, the show pops into my head. It's from a long time ago, <laughs> Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> they got to bring actors back from the dead, I think, to do that one. That's, right? That was like it, wait, dead, dead, dead. So, you know, that was. Every, I don't know. I just, isn't everybody I, dead except for what the? Uh, um. Let's see, Mr. Howe's dead. Gilligan, right? Is he alive? Jim Neighbors? No, he, he, no, that's he, not Jim he, Neighbors. He oh, it's not okay. John Denver. John Denver, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we would have to have a Ouija board to bring that mm-hmm. one back. <laughs> you well, you said bring one back from the dead. <laughs> you know. I don't even think it's possible unless you're going to do one of those uh, Rogue One uh, like they did with Carrie Fisher and uh, Grandma Tarkin. Uh, you know, <laughs> that'd be funny. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so what, what about you, Arpo? Uh, if you could bring something back to the day, a show that I really loved, and what was wonderful about it is my wife, who hates science fiction, loved it too. Journeyman. Journeyman. I don't know that one. Oh, Starring my- Kevin McKidd. He played a guy. Oh. He oh, couldn't yeah. understand how it was happening, but for some reason, he could travel into the past. Right, and, she and try to affect things to help people in the present. Yeah, and it was kind of like Quantum Leap. It was kind of, it was kind of like Quantum yeah, it was kind of like that. Except he was he was always able to return. In fact, the first episode was great because it was him trying to find a way to convince his wife that this was really happening to him. And it was just an outstanding show, yeah, and it only lasted 13 episodes, and they just ended it with no rhyme or reason or anything, and my and God, if, if they were doing streaming, you know, original streaming shows at that time, someone like Amazon or, or, or Netflix would have picked it up in a second, I think, because it was that good. Wow. Okay. But they'd have yeah, to get I, Kevin McKidd back. No, didn't they? Didn't didn't they know that they were ending like at the last minute, and they they um tried to. They, well, they, they 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 kind of they but it was it was it was just it, it became unintelligible. Yeah, it was you weird know? and rushed. It was very weird and rushed. And I was like, wait, this is a, a spaceship. What? <laughs> <laughs> and they never really, yeah, it, you know, it it, it didn't really make 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 sense and and it was like you know it it was forced you, you could tell it was forced and it was just it was a horrible ending and yeah they, uh, it was a good show up until up until that point in time i, I agree with you that was a good yeah. show okay all right and grayson what, what show, well, show would you bring back uh, gosh, it's like, uh, um, there's two of them that I think of in my head that I would love to have had uh, back, and uh, one of them would be Facts of Life, because uh, <laughs> it's, 
seriously, it's like it was an awesome show. And uh, the other, uh, and the other one being V. I would love <gasps> them to bring the for a third time. Yes, the, the original. Yes. Like, with, yes, like if they could, uh, if they could resurrect that for another movie, uh, it, it was like that was just an awesome series. Right. I, it's like I'm sorry, I did like the new one. Don't get me wrong. It's like I did actually like the new one, but it's like I just wanted the original so desperately bad back again. Like I just wanted to, like you know, if they could do that V transitional in between when Diana actually had the kid. Yeah, for for me, the the remake, it just couldn't capture that magic of the old. No, one. but I want like, the old one yeah. back. You know, it was good he though. You know, you have better graphics and things like that, but you still couldn't yes. capture the 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 essence of the old one. I think that's why I didn't do well. Well, I know that's why I didn't do well. You know, uh, what made it even watchable was uh, old girl. What's her name? Marina Bakrain or something like that. Um, that the one she was on Homeland and she was in uh, Deadpool as the girlfriend. Yep. Yeah, she, yeah, uh, she plays. Yeah, she plays Leon Gotham. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, she made it definitely worth worth watching. Um, okay, so I have I, I um, oh in the chat room, uh, Pop Tart Kid says Beavis and Butthead, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number one show would be The Unit. This was a show that was on um, CBS. It starred Dennis Haysbert. Um That show was so good. That show was so good. I, I, it you know it lasted four seasons, but. You know, it, it actually came on like the same time as like the NCISs and all of those shows that are still running, and it like outrated them, you know, in the beginning, and then they kept moving it around and to like kill it off. But uh, that show was so good, uh, the unit, and then also there was a show called Jericho that came on at the same time that was mm-hmm. very yes. good. Yes, oh, that still pisses me off to this day. That uh, Jericho got canceled. Like I'm still kind of low key wanting uh, <laughs> Jericho to come back. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was such a great show. Uh, but Jericho, well, they, they did kind of leave us hanging on that one too. Yeah, yeah. It was like you know they were starting to say, "Oh, we're starting to figure it out," and it was over. You know, they couldn't even get the at the end of out. You know, yeah, it was very very yeah. upsetting, and um. Then there was there was these two other shows. Uh, uh, there was a show called The Dead Zone. Do you guys remember that one on um, USA? Uh, yeah, that was, a, that was that a good one. one too. And they it just abrupt. It was the number one show on the network, and it got canceled. It was yeah. They know, like they they have a history of USA doing that shows doing very well, and they would cancel them anyway. So uh, they did that for La Femme Nikita, which was like, I think the yeah. number one show on. Cable, basic cable or something like that, and they canceled it. You know, like uh, for seemingly, you know, I don't know. It was production, high production cost or whatever. I don't know, but um, so you know, be careful, Mr. Robot fans. <laughs> USA, yeah. USA, you're thinking, oh, it does so well, it's not going to get canceled. USA, because they, they show yeah. the forty four hundred, they canceled that. Uh, when it was like the number one show on uh, the network, so you know, so there you go. All right, so uh, um, all right, so before we get on out of here, I want to. Um, a lot of movies are coming out 
in 2017 and I wanted to take a moment to get everybody's thoughts on um, some of these films that are coming out and um, the first movie I want to start off with coming out in 2017 and people always shoot me because I've never seen any of them um, I'm going to start off with Olaf to see how excited he is um, Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man Tells No Tales um, mm. which I think is the fifth one yeah, I think that's yeah, fifth. That's it. Yeah, fifth one. So yeah, I'm in, I'm 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 waiting for that, and that should be good. Okay, uh, they, it says it has a three hundred and twenty million dollar budget. <laughs> wow, it's probably because of the graphics more so the graphics than anything else. That's crazy though. Uh, okay, uh, so is anybody no, excited like, about it's it? Like, no, the 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 big budget is because there's I, I I'm going to actually be in that one, and I don't come I don't go cheaply. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, you know, uh, how many of the first four are good? I love the first one. The first one is the best one out of all of them, if anything. First one yeah, the first the first one was good. The second one was yeah, the third one was was okay, but it was like after the third one, I was done. Yeah, I, but I, I, for I me, the first one. For me, it's like I liked all of them, but you know, I'm not I'm not as critical on movies as 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 Us. most people are. I like mm-hmm. you know, I like I mean, if it's if the graphics are good, if it's moving, you know, if it keeps moving, it's got to be a really bad movie for me to not like it. There's got to be something. But I liked all of the pirate, uh, the, the Caribbean movies. I liked all o- of them. Olaf's like, if she has a pulse, I'm, I would date her. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so I, maybe I need to binge watch all of them and just so I can get caught up for number five. Um, uh, right now, currently, I haven't. I've never seen any of these, the Resident Evil movies, but uh, Resident Evil. I believe. And it's I out. keep carping on you about that. <laughs> uh, has anyone, first of all, has anyone seen any of those movies? Because I'm a I, fan I of the, the games. I don't, I don't have to watch the movies. All I got to do is when the family. It's like when we have a family get together. It's Resident Evil is there because my daughters are there. <laughs> <laughs> So I I haven't um I haven't uh, seen any of those movies. Is, are any of those movies worth watching? Yeah, definitely the first one. The first yes, one. and the second, and the third, the fourth. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, they are worth watching. They're they're good. Yes, they're really good. Really? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't. They are good. Seen, yeah, they're yeah they're they're very interesting. They're interesting. I've only seen clips of certain movies and I couldn't tell you which clips were from which ones so I, I can't say I rented the first one like you know when it first came out on video and I was so tired because I've been working a lot and then I'm watching it like the first five ten minutes and then I, I doze off and then I wake up and somebody was getting sliced up by a laser something or other and I was like yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah excellent and then I, I was just kind of like okay and then I dozed off again, and then when I woke up, someone was getting their face bit off by a zombie or whatever. And then I mm. dozed off again. So that's the only thing I remember is the very beginning. <laughs> so, so, uh, but um, 
you know, uh, I'm a big it. fan of the games. Like I'm, I'm right all, now all, all playing the movies, four. all the Resident Evil movies. Like, it's like I thought they were all. I mean, there's a lot of action, and there's some really good graphic. You know, the uh, CG, uh, graphic works and stuff. So, I mean, they're all good. I mean, they're good movies. They are, and 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 put together, it's it's really. Telling the sprawling epic story that I am, I am going out this weekend to see how it all ends. I can't <laughs> wait to find out how it's all going to end. Get out of here, really? Or, yeah. Okay. Well, and if they disappoint me, I'll be pissed. Well, you know, like I said, I'm a big fan of the games, uh, and I guess I, I guess I gotta watch the. Watch. If you're a fan of the games, you should watch the movies because, especially yeah. the first movie, is so much like the game that you'll you'll just be like, "Wow!" Yeah, and and also too, her husband is the director of like all of them, right, Paul mm-hmm. Anderson? Yeah. So he's like, See, "Baby, you're gonna do these movies." <laughs> he's like, "You will do these movies." And it started in two in two thousand and two. Wow, so it's fifteen years. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, all right, um, all right. So uh, next movie I'm really interested in, um, Logan, which is the last. Uh, it's supposed to be the last of the Wolverine movies. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Wolverine standalone uh, movies. It's the last of the Wolverine movies that will have the true Wolverine in them. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yeah. It's the last of the Hugh Jackman Wolverines. So they're you... saying, you know, Wolverine may be back, but with a different actor playing him, because especially since they rebooted the franchise in the past. Right. Now, is this his decision, or is that they're making it for him? His decision. Well, he's been doing it since it's his decision. So he's been doing it for seventeen years. That's a long yeah. time to play a character. Honestly, I don't see why yeah. not, though. I mean, he might as well keep... You know, I mean, what else is he doing? He's got to be hard on his body, though, if you think about it. Yeah. He has to be at a certain body fat level and the amount of workouts. It's got to be strenuous, and, you know, doing that, you may miss out on other roles because you need to be, like, a certain mm-hmm. body type. You know, you can't walk in like The Rock every day for certain roles, you know? All I know is the movie theater that I go to uh, has this, you know, like this membership club that I belong to, and on your birthday, you get to the free movie, free dinner, free drinks at the bar, and Logan comes out on my birthday. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, old Logan, and then there's like some little girl who's like a... Uh, the, uh, has a Wolverine little girl or whatever. I guess, is that from the comic book? Yeah. I don't know. And then you got old I ass Professor X. I X-Men that much on Marvel. I always found the X-Men to be kind of passe, but uh, much like their movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got Professor X, too. Uh, um, old Professor X. He looked like he about to check on out in the, in the trailers. Oh, Patrick Stewart, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you? It's 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 irritating. The man's like eighty years old, and they had to do age makeup on him for this movie. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Patrick Stewart looks good. Yeah, he looks good, Patrick Stewart. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, he looks fantastic. He looks like he's fifty. Yeah, they had to actually do makeup to make him look old, as as old as he actually is for this movie. Oh, so they make him look his actual age. That's good. Yeah. That's good when when you are old and they got to make you look old. Now that that's a yeah. compliment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big time compliment. Uh, okay, so um, um, another movie too I wanted to uh, bring up is um, Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved that original one. Didn't uh, see it. Yeah. So, is, uh, are you guys excited about uh, part two? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's as good as, if it's as good as part one, yes. If it Didn't is, see part one. I, I didn't like all of part one. I felt that the main attraction for me was Groot and Rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else was, um, for me, background characters. But the way they have the turf set up, still, the attraction for me is Groot and Rocket. But it seems like there's like maybe a better storyline in the second one, more so than the first one. I've, so I'm, I've, I'm ready for it. I've never seen a movie where the two bigger stars, you can't even tell... They're like you can't even tell like uh, Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel are their characters, and well, Chris Pratt is now big now, but at the time he wasn't really. And right. um, I wonder how that I wonder how they sold that to the uh, studio is we're gonna tell you, yeah Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper is gonna be in it, but you will not be able to tell it's them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the, the two yeah, and, and Vin Diesel's you know he has really really tough lines. I am group. <laughs> The one different line was We are group Don't forget that one yeah, Well yes oh, We yeah. are group We are group Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so uh, Really tough lines I'm, I'm sure he had a hard hard time Delivering those lines Because Wow You know had to Set up this like mock car for him to pretend to be driving while he was recording the lines because I think that's the only way he can do lines. <laughs> you know, I uh, sorry, it's like uh, they're going to have to. I'll have to miss that Shakespearean brilliance. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, oh, I didn't realize he wrote Donna the Dead and Scooby Doo, the guy who wrote uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. <clears throat> Interesting. Excuse me. All right. Yeah. All right. So, um, the the next movie, this movie, I I'm not a King Kong fan, but I kind of low key want to see Kong uh, Skull Island. I don't know why. Uh, no, I am I am I crazy? I no, it looks look it looks very very good. It does, don't it? I was shocked because I don't I'm not a King Kong fan. The only thing that's annoying is that the whole purpose of this movie is to set us up for a King Kong versus Godzilla movie. Yes. You know what? That's the only thing that's annoying. Okay. I'm, I'm can let me let me bring something up. I as a kid loved Godzilla. Huge Godzilla fan. You know, loved Godzilla. And then they did King Kong versus Godzilla. And Godzilla loses to King Kong, which is ridiculous because, first of all, Godzilla is way bigger than 
than King Kong, but of course in that movie they make them like they're kind of the same height. And uh, yeah. so I'm hoping in this remake that uh, they they actually have it right where Godzilla defeats King Kong because uh, you know I think King Kong is definitely not in the level of Godzilla. Now I watched recently Godzilla versus Megalon. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a classic. <laughs> if you if you've seen it, you know why I'm laughing. Um, first of all, Godzilla is tagged. Uh, wait, let me find the let me find the um, the uh, synopsis because the synopsis is hilarious. Godzilla versus Megalon. Okay, let's let's see. The synopsis is funny. Is it gonna, okay? Here it goes. Godzilla and flying cyborg Jet Jaguar meet a giant cockroach and a big black chicken sent by the Cetopians. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. it, oh my god, I didn't realize you had me a giant cockroach. <laughs> it is that bad. I mean, man, there's like it is so bad. Uh, Jet Jaguar is like the creepiest looking robot. You've oh, I seen. know. Oh, God. Oh. I saw the original Jet Jaguar film, and I'm like, you know, they're joking, right? No, they're not. <laughs> if you guys have not seen it, uh, you probably shouldn't, but see it anyway. <laughs> it is. It's oh, you know me. I love to punish myself, so. You know, you got to do a review of that one on the show uh, because it is like a certain point where Jet Jaguar is holding up the cockroach and Godzilla like runs back and then he flies into Jet Jaguar with his feet out like some kind of WWE move or something. It's ridiculous. You got to see this. It's 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 uh it's absolutely terrible. But um yeah, but I still love Godzilla. I still have uh, love for Godzilla. And um, so, yes, this is setting up the big matchup. King Kong versus Godzilla. But Kong Island, looks it looks really good. It has a great cast. You know, it has Tom Hiddleston. Um, it has Samuel Jackson, John Goodman. John C. Riley, who's an underrated actor. I think he's a fantastic actor. He's one, he's one of my favorite actors in Hollywood right now. Oh, isn't he so good? He's funny. He's He does drama well. Um, yeah, got two of the, got Easy E and Doctor Dre from Straight Outta Compton's in this movie too. Uh, it's a great, great cast. Uh, I definitely, um, you know, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see it. Uh, March 10th, 190 million dollar budget. Um, yeah, it looks good. Um, what do you, you guys know, think about that's, Tom? That's, oh, one, that's one of the reasons I, I, I don't. That's what I don't think I'll do. I would ever do well in Hollywood because. I don't do drama. <laughs> <He's> silly. <laughs> what do you What do you guys think about Tom Hiddleston as a uh, leading man? Uh, do you Do you think he got, he has it? I'm sure he'll do really well. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm concerned about his roles. I mean, he's 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 had leading parts since uh, since being Loki. Mm-hmm. They they've kind of gone by the wayside. I think Loki so at this at this juncture has been his uh, his blazing star. So to speak, uh, breakout role, but I mean, it depends on what type of role he gets next. That's going to determine if he's going to be leading leading material. 
he he was just in the uh, night manager, which was really good. It was a good thing. And they were saying, oh, this proves that he could be the next James Bond. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about him that's not very masculine to me. You know, <laughs> like uh, I, I, I'm not gonna say that he's, he's not masculine, but there's there's nothing that says that for me anyway that he is he has the persona of somebody rougher, right? A bit more refined than than your James Bonds or a, just a rougher character. I, I think yeah, for me he's just more refined than the rest of them, which is which goes against the grain of being what um, David Craig has set up for the new James Bond. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't see him following um, Daniel Craig. To be honest with you, no. I I I think I can't think of very many people that can follow Daniel Craig that aren't going to set the series with a giant step backwards. Yeah. I would have thought that uh, Idris Elba would have been a great pick, but he doesn't want to do it. And I can kind of see why he doesn't want to do it for a couple of reasons. But mm-hmm. um, I, based off his character in Luther and in The Wire, I thought he'd be a perfect pick for the same song. I agree. See, where, uh, yeah. where I think that he'll actually do a credible job because, I mean... You know, it just depends on also the writing itself of where they're going to be able to go with it. This is true. Well, as long as it's not the Quantum of Solace writers or the uh, Spectre writers or the... It won't be. (laughs) It may be a whole new team because they're trying to do a whole fresh angle. Can can we be really honest, though? What was the last really good James Bond movie was probably Living Daylights. You know, uh, may, well, gold, well, gold, gold, and well, I, golden I, I, eye was pretty cool. I did cool. like Casino Royale. That was great. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. Casino Royale, Royale. I would say, out of the last fifteen James Bond movies, Living Daylights was good. License to Kill, Golden Eye, and Casino Royale. And and I did like Spectre. It wasn't as good as Casino Royale, but I did like Spectre. See what uh, what the problem is is the last couple of movies Daniel Craig has just dialed in the performance. Mm-hmm. He don't want to do and it. Like, yeah, yeah. It will, and you know what? If you don't want to do it, it's like under. It's like you've been throwing money at it. At least try and make it seem like you're not dialing in the performance. Let me let me ask you this, Arpo. Of all the James Bond actors, there's only been two James Bond actors that actually didn't want to. Uh, stop being James Bond, and that was um, that was uh, Pierce Brosnan and um, Roger Moore. Every other James Bond wanted it's like the presidency, like they were so glad their term was up. You know what I mean, and wanted to move on. Yeah. What Which is, is but it? Yeah, to take into account now, mm-hmm. uh, the role takes demands more as far as physicality. Yeah. It demands a lot more than it did back then. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I and I think during even during the first movie that uh, Daniel Craig did, he had part of his finger sliced off. Oh, I didn't know about that. One. One yes, you did. Yes. Yeah. 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 But it's a lot more physicality than it had been in the past, and so I can see why he doesn't want to do it. I can see why he just he just Elba doesn't want to do it either because you're locked in for like five six movies. 
Yes, but yet at the same time, okay, if you're going to be locked in for these movies, in terms of that, it's like, okay, you are getting paid, you are getting paid to do an extremely huge role. It's like, um, dialing in the performance is counterproductive to that because, Yes, again, it's counterproductive to his career as well. Yeah. It's what Roger Moore did in every single one of his movies, <laughs> except The Spy Who Loved Me. Great movie, by the way. I yeah, and when you dial in the performance, it's like a, what you're looking at it from a casting point of view is like, well, does that mean that, it, you know, all I have to, it's like you're just there for the paycheck, you're not going to be there to sell my character, so why would I want to hire you onto a different genre of film? I, I think maybe, I think they're banking on uh, the fans themselves, the, the true James Bond fans will still see it regardless yeah, and they will, but the problem being that, again, you know, when you're looking at such a mechanical performance, yeah. it's, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, um, you know, at this point in time, I'm going, then, you know what, it, maybe it might be better studio-wise if you do cut them off, because at this point in time, you know, you're not doing any favor for the fans, who, and you're not doing anything for people who could be possibly be your fan base in terms of the actor all you're doing is showing what an ass you are because you yeah. are dialing in your performance absolutely agree absolutely agree and the other thing too is you keep just dialing in the performance like that especially with james bond and what's going to happen they're going to bring back the fucking gadgets exactly and they just and got rid of missing anyway i i i miss having you bring out the real gadgets um that mm -hmm. one got like the, the gun and the radio I'm like what the hell is this but yep. you see that for me for okay I'm a James Bond purist okay I read the Ian Fleming books before getting into the James Bond movies alright mm -hmm. and there ain't no damn gadgets in those books it is James Bond his gun and his keen savvy brain that gets yeah. him out of these things I hated the gadgets. I love the I gadgets. I like the gadgets. It wasn't James Bond. And that's why I was disappointed when um, when he was uh, playing with the new, when the new Q came in. He was like, yeah, here's your gadget. You got a radio and a gun. Yeah. And then the last one, he gave him a watch and he stole the car that had no features in it. I'm like, what? That's funny. Yeah. And James Bond doesn't need them. Bring the gadgets. All right. All right. So we're gonna um, we're gonna um, go through this, uh, a couple of movies before we say goodbye. Um, a movie I'm really excited about is uh, John Wick uh, Chapter Two. I don't know if you guys seen John Wick Part One. Oh yeah. I unfortunately did. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, that movie was the shit. I mean, I've never, you know, I'm wondering if I'm something wrong with me because I really enjoyed watching people get shot in the face in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was so cool. Uh, I'm all because they killed his dog. I know, man. Like, oh, man. That was when he took the sledgehammer and went downstairs, and then for the rest of the movie, he just goes. I mean, that was. That I, was I'm ambivalent. I liked it, liked it just as much as I disliked it. I. I I'm not a big fan of a lot of violence. 
this was more than just a lot of violence. Oh my god! Like was... first ten minutes, uh-huh. and then the rest of it was violence. I was just like, I need a hug. Like I told that movie, he killed more people than fun. cancer and HIV put together. Okay, I mean he yeah. he murdered. Yeah. Like... I am excited for this one to see because I'm I'm I, I like the idea of the hotel, the continent. Right. I like the idea of the hotel and how the fighting is off limits in the hotel. So I'm interested to see what kind of tech they doing it from there. And Morpheus, he's back with Morpheus again. Yes, yes, I heard. That's pretty uh, cool. There was an interview with Lawrence Fishburne, and he asked to be in the film. He, mm-hmm. he called up Keanu and was like, "Do what you got to do to get me in the film." And they added. Yeah, I mean that seemed like it's only right, right? You know. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. Um, okay, yeah. so John Wick Two looks good. What? Why is The Rock? Look, The Rock has to be. Worth a lot of money, right? Oh, he is. He is. So, why is he doing Baywatch? I don't. But the clips I've seen, I've not. I have never watched an entire episode of Baywatch ever. But watching these these trailers and clips of Baywatch, it looks funny. It looks funny. I might to give you? it a shot. I, I I was going to say if he's doing it as a parody, it could be very very good because the one thing I have to give mm-hmm. to the Rock. Okay. He has excellent comic timing. He does. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's gonna play that whole Hasselhoff up to the <laughs> like that whole yeah. main character thing. Like, yeah, he's gonna put the cheese into it. Yeah. It could be I think it is going to be hysterically funny because it's really? going to be a very straight faced send up of the yeah. of the series. Wow, okay. I guess. Alright. Alrighty then. Um, also, too, uh, coming out. And now I say this I, I'm surprised how much I like the first two movies um, War for the uh, Planet of the Apes. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the, um, the promo Apes for on it. Tanks. Apes on Tanks. That shit looks good, and like that. Yeah, scene, they got tanks now. I know. Where's And that scene where uh, Woody Harrelson pulls out the gun, like he's about to execute the. Eight. I'm like, oh shoot, this looks good. Uh, you know, I like the first two. I like the one with uh, John, uh, Franco, and mm-hmm. um, the one that just came out uh, two years ago, whatever it was. I can't remember. Battle, I think it was. Uh, I like these way better than the Tim Burton joints. Um. And uh, that uh, Andy Serkis is great. I, I, yep. I, he's a genius. I, I like Andy Serkis. Um, but uh, I'm I, I'm looking forward to this film. I think it it, it might be pretty good. Uh, and Woody Harrelson looks like he's you know. Oh yeah, I love Woody Harrelson. Love Woody. He's going to be in a Han Solo film too uh, next yep. year. Yep. But um, yeah, so I, I I mean it looks good. Um, there's also two coming out. Make sure that I got this right. A live action version of um, Beauty and the Beast. Yep. So well, I'm wondering if it's going to be live action in the vein that the Jungle Book was a live action version of the Jungle Book. <laughs> I am going to look forward. Where the only actual living sure. person in the entire movie was Mowgli. No, it's the um. Yes, yeah, live action. All the all the characters. All the actors are real, as far as like the clock, or whatever. They're all real, but uh, of course, I believe they're going to be type of CGI graphic while they're still under that curse. 
But once they come out of it, they'll be actual live action actors. And Dan okay. Stevens from uh, Downton Abbey is going to be the Beast. Oh, excellent! Yeah, yeah he is on a series of of makeup and prosthetics. And you know, yeah, yeah. So, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to not see it because I love. I mean, that is probably my favorite of the classic Disney oh, anime. Films. Yeah, it's mine. It's definitely my favorite. You mean you, you weren't a fan of the Ron Perlman, uh, Linda Hamilton uh, joint? I haven't been as fond of Beauty of the Beast since uh, oh, the Bard did it. Oh, that was. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed that 80s version of it. Yeah, uh, of Beauty and the Beast. Uh-huh. Beauty I and forgot the about Beast. that one. No. I, I hate to even bring this movie up, but maybe some some people are excited about it. Uh, I know Olaf was a big fan of the first one. Uh, Fifty Shades Darker. Has anybody ever watched that? <laughs> I didn't see the I didn't see the first uh, I didn't see the first one yet. <laughs> Isn't it funny how if, if, if the guy was broke, yeah. if the guy was broke and doing that to that girl, he'd be like an abusive asshole. But because he's rich. <laughs> you know he's it's sexy, <laughs> you know, because he's like yeah. beating the shit out of her. Like what the hell? Uh, well, it's 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 like that that Demi Moore, Woody Harrelson, Robert Redford movie. Oh, you uh, know, sleep with me for a million bucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, indecent proposal. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Like for a million dollars. And because it was four million dollars, it was okay. <laughs> He's like, for a million dollars, you can have her. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, you don't I, have to bring I, her I back. always think about the, the classic story that is attributed to Winston Churchill when he's at dinner and he asked the the grand dame hosting the dinner, you know, would you have sex with me for a thousand pounds? And she said, I probably would, yes. And he said, would you have a sex? Would you have sex with me for one pound? She said, what kind of a woman do you think I am? He said, we've already determined that. Now we're haggling about the price. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love I it. I love Winston Churchill. I need to read one of his books. gangster. I'm going to use that one. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. I, I've heard that before, but I didn't realize it was Winston Churchill. That's funny. Yeah, I've heard very uh, funny quotes from him. That's funny. Ask me to because he's hilarious. Yeah. All right, so uh, moving real quick. Um, I saw this trailer in the movie theater uh, when I saw Rogue One, and um, I was thinking, I was thinking, um, I'm like, this movie then ripped off uh, that movie... Um, Oh God, Chronicle! Did y'all remember Chronicle? Oh yeah, that's great. I was like, because it was like these kids were at a party, and then it was like this alien rock or something, and all of a sudden they have powers. So I'm sitting there like, that's Chronicle. It looks like they're ripping off Chronicle. No, it was the Power Rangers movie. (laughs) Like, okay, yeah. Well, I'm looking. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing this new Power Rangers movie just for the only fact that it's like the the horrible 80s film that uh, that was called the Power Rangers movie that was like okay nice. living disaster they can't get worse than that I mean the entire series sucked <laughs> I hear that in the background 
uh, and Brian Cranston. Yeah, uh, my husband agrees. The entire series. Sucks. <laughs> Brian Cranston is in. But it's like, you know, I I saw the Power Rangers movie, and I'm like, you know, I think that between that and Double Dragon, like the two of them, you know, they fought for each other of like bad uh, bad movies. Oh wow. So I was like, it, you know, when I heard that there actually may be a whole new Power Rangers movie, I was like, yes, maybe there might be a movie worthy of seeing that might be Power Ranger. Uh, so is anybody, did anybody grow up watching it? I didn't. I did. I did uh, not. I grew up watching the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, wow. I my younger brother trying not to kick the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, like it, no. The Power Rangers, uh, but like I said, I am looking kind of forward to this new Power Rangers uh, movie to see where it's going. Oh, uh, Pop Tart Kid is like, uh, he's like Power Rangers, woo! <laughs> so he's excited about it. Okay, so there's a couple of movies, and then we'll say good night. Um, now, have you guys seen this trailer for the new Mummy with uh, Tom Cruise? Mm, no, I have not seen the trailer. I have just looked at the poster and said, "Why? Who needs it?" <laughs> oh no! Why did you see the trailer? No, I, haven't, I haven't seen see anything it. on that one. Yeah, the, the trailer—they show good. a lot too in the trailer. But yeah, uh, it looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was never really a mummy type fan. I did like Scorpion King because you know the Rock, but I was never a mummy type of fan. But the way that they have revamped it, it looks really good. I don't know. It's like I'm I'm gonna have to have a wait and see. I mean, I saw the original and I did like that one with uh, Rachel Weisz, uh, but it's like I'd like to see what the they do with a redo. Check out the trailer. The trailer looks really good. Yeah, the they trailer have- does look good, but that's what I'm saying is I'm kind of curious about what the actual movie's gonna look like. Hey, well, Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah, the trailer for The Great Wall looked good too, and I started watching it, and I I had I had to turn it off. I just was like, ugh. I can't get through this. Well, Christopher McQuarrie uh, is the writer on this, and you know he's a fantastic writer. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, so the Mummy, um, oh, Dark Tower. I, I'm excited about that. That's in July. I am excited about yeah. it, but I'm excited with trepidation. Really. Don't uh, don't have enough information on it to. This is yes, and this is Stephen King's opus. Dark Tower. Yes. Yeah. And if it gets ruined, I am going to be so angry. Uh-uh. Well, it's uh, it's like uh, you know what they say: it's a fifty-fifty shoot on who actually, you know, did it. Whether it's going to actually be the case. I don't know, man. I'm excited though. It, you know, it looks like it. It, it might. You know, I, I like obviously Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey's in it, and uh, the material is great. And it's one of those things that they, you know, they've been wanting to make it. And there's going to be a TV series to go with it. Um, right after, I think it's on HBO. Uh, this TV series that'll be, uh, w- you know, go with it as well. So. I'm looking uh-huh. forward. Well, that's what I was thinking to myself: is that this is not something that works as a series of movies. This is something that works as a TV series. So, 
you know, maybe maybe this will be a good thing. It will probably. It's like, especially if they're spinning off on that. The one thing I'm not looking forward to is the fact that they're making Allegiant into, uh, like, the last of the uh, of those series. Like, after Allegiant, they're making it into an actual TV series. I'm kind of looking at that with trepidation. Mm. Yeah. Right. Okay, so this, the, yeah, let's defi- do, uh, let's yeah. do real quick, we're going to do a rapid fire yay or nay, Okay. Okay. All right, um, All right. Wonder Woman. Yay! Yay! Uh, um, King, I, Kingsman sequel. Yay! 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 Yay with like a fifty plus. Yay! Cars three. Yay. What? Yeah. Uh, Cars three. Cars. Cars. Uh, Cars three. Anime. Yeah. 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 Yay! Yay. <laughs> Nay. Nay. Ghost in the Shell live action version. Nay. Nay. Yeah. Um, Blade Runner 2000. Uh, nay. Nay. Big nay. Huge no. Negative. <laughs> um, Alien Covenant. And the what? Alien Covenant. Alien, Alien Covenant. Movie. Oh, the new one. I'm a yes. I'm gonna give yes. it a yay. Yeah, I'll give that a yay because I do like everything alien. Okay. Despicable Me Three. Yay. 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 Nay. Yes. Love yay. both movies and love the Minions movie. So what's not to like yeah. about the third one? It's like Despicable Me is so cute. Yes. Star Wars Episode nay. Eight: The nay. Last Jedi. Oh yay! Absolutely yay! 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 Yeah, yay! Yay! Star Wars Episode Eight, absolutely yay! I can't wait. Yep. Um, Transformers: The Last Night. <laughs> nay, 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 nay. They I won't even say yay or nay. I'll just say why. It <laughs> <laughs> makes so much money. Uh, Train Spotting Two. If you guys have ever seen, yay, huge yay. I love that movie, Train Spotting. Are they still on heroin? I don't know. Pitch Perfect Three. No. Nay. Nay. No, wow. Um, <clears throat> well, what was that last one? Pitch Perfect Pitch 3. Nay. Nay. Annabelle 2. Nay. Nay. On the fence. Um, World, War, World War Z 2. Nay. 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 Never could Yay. get through the first one. Yay. The Rock in Jumanji. Yay. Yay. You're doing with uh, uh, Kevin Hart and Jack Black. I like all three of them. Yeah, that should be good. Uh, they got a movie Yay. coming out called Coco. What's, what's that about? Uh, it's, Don't animated you that it's an animated <laughs> film. And uh, last, but uh, well, yeah, you know what? I'll say too. There's a, a remake of Murder on the Orient Express. Yay. Once again, who needs it? Yes. Yeah, uh, you know what? It's like I'm interested uh, only to see like how they could possibly uh, make it more twisted than the original, mm-hmm. uh, which I really loved. I mean, like I absolutely love that movie. It's one of uh, it's like I'm a huge Uber fan of the original Murder on the Orient Express, but I I'm like dying to see who they have on uh, like in the castings and stuff like that for that. Now here's the last movie that I'm going to uh, mention 
Now, this one, I really want to get your guys' input before we say goodbye. This is a movie that I will take all you guys to go see um, on me. Okay. It comes out April 7th. Smurfs The Lost Village. Absolutely. Yay. <laughs> Yay. I oh, love yeah. Smurfs. They've got to, got to have some more Smurfs. Yes. Really? You guys want to see Smurfs The Lost Village? If you were going to pay my airfare to come to L.A., take me out to dinner, put me up in a triple class A hotel, pay for the movie <laughs> ticket and refreshments, it would still be a nay. Oh, it's an absolute yay for me. <laughs> and especially if Neil Patrick Harris is in it again. Oh, well, no, no they're, they're changing the medium now. It's, it's, it's more it's cartoon-based than... Yep. Live action with uh, CGI stuff is all going to You know what, though? Yep. Mandy Patinkin as Papa Smurf? That seems only right. Yes. <laughs> that seems only right. Uh, that is. Uh, and, 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 and if you really need to get your drones for Neil Patrick Harris, may I suggest a series of unfortunate events on Netflix. It's wonderful. Really? Let me sneak in. He is amazing as Count Olaf. He is. Count Olaf? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, see, that should have been your, your character. That should have been me. Yeah. Yep, it should have been yeah. you. Alright, so that is, that concludes our show. Thank you guys so much. Um, I uh, just have to say one last thing, one last thing real quick. Uh-huh. Opening the same weekend as Wonder Woman, Captain Underpants. Has anybody told Big Strex about this? <laughs> no. no. This seems like a direct ripoff of Underpants Man. Underpants Man. <laughs> Hilarious. We're going to start with you, Arpo. How can people get you on social media? And is there anything that we need to be on the lookout for with you? Okay, you can get me on social media on my Facebook account. You can get me on social media at TMU. Uh, you might find me occasionally lurking the boards uh, here and there throughout the internet. You never know where I'm going to turn up. And uh, we're very close to the release of the first Wogglebug movie. Uh, everything is done except for the, uh, the, the, the commentary track. So that should be done in another week or so, and then people will be able to order it. And uh, I don't have the website handy. So that's that's my bad. And um, Olaf, how can, oh, well. you, how can people get you in social media? And also, do we have anything that we should be on the lookout for with you? Well, it's like as far as on the lookout for me is just look out for me to show up somewhere in your hometown somewhere or something like that because uh, as of Saturday, I am now officially retired. I uh, it's like I closed closed my business closed my business sold off all the equipment. So I am now officially retired because I no longer have anything to work with. <laughs> so you just have to watch out for me to just be traveling more this year and 
all that. But uh, you can stalk me on both Facebook and Twitter at Olaf Barbosa. Just don't stalk too close because I do get nervous and I do have an itchy trigger finger. <laughs> I was waiting for it. All right. So, uh, Coco, how can um, we get you in social media and such? You can reach me on Twitter, Princess Coco. That's at O N E underscore T R U underscore L U V. Want true love on Twitter. All right. And of course, Grayson. Alright, so we can get me on Facebook, Twitter, Bissipedia, um, goodness, LinkedIn, um, and as I've, it's like those are some of the places, and as I've said, if you can't find me on the net, you're not stalking me hard enough, as well as also our Movie Time YouTube channel, as well as also, um, you can get us as well on future Movie Time episodes that will be coming up over these next few weeks. Right. And definitely catch them, uh, catch them on our uh, Wednesday and Friday schedules. All right. And you can get me uh, at Kente F, as well as you can go to the website, IndieRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y, Radio.org. And I'm looking forward to 2017. This was a lot of fun. We have, I haven't done a podcast since uh, early December, so a lot of fun and looking forward to this year. I'm so glad we got the rust out of you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's been it's been so long since I did a podcast. It's been what oh last night. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm a bit rusty on doing podcasts either, but you know me, I don't like to talk a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just glad you were able to come out of your shell tonight a little bit, Arpo, because yeah, you 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 are kind of you know you know introverted and just don't talk much so I shy <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah 